0: Today, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005.
1: Welcome back to the Friday Form Panel on SEN Track. Text us on 0499-736-736.
2: Hello and welcome to the Friday form panel. Is this working, Tom Bang? I can barely hear myself. Who's been sitting here? Gareth? Right. This is the Friday form panel where we try and find you some winners for the Metropolitan Meeting of the Week, which will be at Tabcorp Park Melton tomorrow night, and it is night one of the Victoria Cup Carnival. It's an absolute belter, let me tell you. This is a great aperitif or a little bit of an appetizer for next week's action. Three heats of the Victoria Rogue series, two heats of the derby. The smoking up sprint and plenty of other support races dan malecki this is uh we work all year for these kind of nights we're going to get over the next two saturdays at
0: tabcorp park melton it's a fantastic program and it whets the appetite when the grand finals are seven days later um there are a number of highlights too it's just in the it's like beauty it's in the eye of the beholder which one you're looking forward to most i I think uh, for me it's to see Captain Ravishing again, but uh, the heats of the, the derby and uh, also the return of Queen Alita and the, the Smoking Up Sprint is that open. I've looked at it so many times and I'm still scratching my head. It's, it's, it's a tough race, but I think that's a good thing leading up towards the Victoria Cup the week later. So my highlight, uh, at least in advance, I'm looking forward to Captain Ravishing again in race six. What's yours, Bon?
2: Oh, yeah. It's a little bit of everything, isn't it? I mean, it's – I was going to speak about the fact that we're we're going to use more intuition probably than than normal. I mean, form analysis is always, I think, part hard data and part intuition. And I'd say nearly 50-50, but almost on a meeting like tomorrow night (laughs) – it's 75 or 80% intuition. It's questions about the staying prowess of catch a wave and captain ravishing. Is the form of those two derbies won by Leap to Fame? Does that measure up? Is Incipher simply better than horses like Just Open Pettion? Has it taken the next step? Is a Amore Vita anywhere near her best? it's they're beautiful questions, but I mm. love questions that have that I'm confident about the answer.
0: I can't say I'm super confident about the answers to any of
2: those questions I just
0: raise. I totally agree with you right through the night. You know what I'm like with horses that are first up, particularly at a high level, metropolitan level, and there are question marks on you know, Beyond Delight in the first. Even Queen leader to a lesser degree, resuming in a Group 3 race against those older horses. You know she's capable of winning if you'd seen her have a run back and your confidence might grow, and it's the same with a Beyond Delight in the first in a very competitive race, let alone horses trying a distance that they've never been at before. Um, and probably one of the most open tab smoking up sprints we've seen, leading up to one of the most open Victoria Cup fields we've ever seen. So, uh, but that's exciting. I like it. I like not being able to to predict it, and uh, anything's possible, perhaps.
2: And it's going to make uh, what we what we learn. The, the beautiful thing is we're going to we're going to take plenty of learnings out of tomorrow night to bring into the next weekend. The only little question mark, and we'll get to these races soon. We'll get to race one in a moment, but. The way that they run these long-trip races these days, particularly with these young horses, I wish I wish I hadn't killed that fish. No, I wish that they had at least one, maybe even for the second-tier runners. Maybe the top-tier runners wouldn't go in it. But one long-trip race a couple of weeks out from these Oaks and Derbys. So, so a few... May, maybe it would be better. Some of those second-tier runners have a crack early um, and see if they can do it. And then they go and take on... The big boys and the big girls in these races because, you know, Captain Ravishing and, and Catchaway, for instance, if they absolutely walk, then it won't be the staying test that it might be next weekend. So we will take some learnings, but we might not take a few others as well. We'll get stuck a race one. Beyond the light, this yeah. is – it starts here. It really does, doesn't it, Dan? Beyond the yeah. dollar seventy, He would – Probably if he was thrown into the smoking up sprint, you couldn't rule him out as a winning hope. So you're thinking to yourself, well, how doesn't he win this race? But the speed drawn inside him is extreme. Love and Chevy uh, often uses gate one. We saw that last start when it led and won. Uh Cosimo probably won't, neither will Vanquish Stride, but Major Meister's got early speed. We know that Mighty Flying Art's got early speed, and I think would be entitled to park. Beyond Delight if it got to the lead which I expect that it probably will and it creates a scenario where I think this is going to be run at a pretty genuine tempo, this opening event on the card Dan.
0: Yeah, look, it's a, it's a tough race uh, Beyond Delight was scratched last week remember out of the Kilmore Cup, I'm always uh, a little, I put a question mark on horses that are scratched a week or, or two prior, regardless of whether it's a little niggle or not uh, the fact that they're first up as well and drawn outside of the front line, I know he's a good horse, that's simple um, to work out, but do you want to take the, the short odds that are on offer? Personally, I, I don't. Um, I'm willing to risk him, uh, not, I wouldn't leave him out of my early quaddy or anything like that, but at that price I can't be convincing in why I think he should be winning and then at the price. So. I'll stick with the devil I know. Um, I'm friends with a few devils, as you well know, Jase. Mighty Flying Arts, one of them. Um, look, he, he got out the back. He pulled pretty hard of the Kilmore Cup. And um, he, he didn't really make inroads into it, into a very fast last half. But not many other horses did either. So... This, while it's a race has got plenty of depth, the front line draw suits him, he has got the gate speed. I could see him, if he doesn't lead, having a really good crack for the front. and You know he's good enough that he could actually use up some petrol early and he'd still be fighting on strong at the finish. So five on top, and if he did happen to work his way to the lead, it would be interesting to then see potentially two scenarios. Um, him take a trail behind Beyond Delight or Beyond Delight to be sitting parked and that would make it really challenging So, and then it might make Mighty Flying Art more vulnerable as well there's there's a heap of horses I could give a a pass mark to, in fact for the whole field, is there a horse there that you don't uh, applaud as having a good deal of ability, metropolitan uh, genuine uh, city class horses it's a race that's got tremendous depth so for me I'm putting five on top, Uh, I think there's if you're going to try to work around Beyond the Light, there are a heap of chances. But I've tipped five, six. Eleven Rackham Up Tiger Pie I've been mentioning for ages. He's going much better than his figure form suggests. Um, this is not a whole lot easier than some of the races he's been in, but it probably is just a, a half a length drop back and great. Uh, Enchanted Stride would be a chance. She's had a freshen up. I think she's also had a little problem, perhaps, uh, Jace, because she was scra- scratched from a recent race. And Vecchi Stride won with that much authority last start. Don't want to leave him out either. And our love child Cosmo, I haven't got in the in the top four or five, but I want to. It's a it's a challenging race. It's a terrific race to start off with. My tips are five, six, 11 and nine. I am uh, look
2: in terms of the tipping. I, I'm going to take the coward's way out. But everything you've said about Beyond Delight, I couldn't agree with more. And the thing about Beyond Delight, it, I mean, as good as he was in that in that last win up during the Queensland Carnival. He's not probably ever appealed as a, um, a brutal enforcer, as, um, as a horse who's going to sit parked outside a horse like Mighty Flying Yard and be able to have that depth of stamina to be able to, you know, just cruise at a high speed, then put Mighty Flying out to bed. And I just don't see – the more you look at the race, Dan, I reckon I don't see any reason why they would hand up. To Beyond Delight. So whoever's in front, and it probably would be mighty flying art, like there's there's just no need to hand up to Beyond Delight, I don't think. So um, I'm going with six on top, regardless of all that, but I'm not gonna back him. No way in the world. Five second, mighty flying art. My little love child, in the Nien. I just wonder if he can't be coiled up. There was a period, I remember talking to John Justice where in the Nien. A couple of times where he failed, where he was behind the leader or three poles, he wouldn't make the left-hand turn. Now, people will think this is bizarre, but some horses won't go in the sprint lane. Dan, I mean, it's, it, it, it's just a fact. For whatever reason, they either lug uh, lug out or for whatever reason, they don't want to go in the sprint lane. So <clears throat> if he doesn't want to go in there, we've got a problem from probably three back to poles. I'm thinking the best value in the race is Enchanted Stride. That little setback she had was only a, um, a clot of dirt in the eye, so uh, nothing physical, and she was flying before she uh, she missed that last start. And I'm glad you mentioned rack up tiger pie like, when you consider the races that he's been in, and you you made a good point, this isn't a stack easier, he's
0: $81 down. Yeah, oh, I've got him tipped for 30 I could easily have a dollar each way on him. If the pace is genuine, if Mighty Flying Art has to work hard to lead, if Beyond Delight has to work hard to sit without cover, they'll be running good time if that's happening, and they become vulnerable. Uh, there is a heap of sit sprinters, but that will suit Rackham Up Tiger Pie as well, and he could easily run into the top four at 80-1. At to 1. Well... He'll probably be 25 to 1 by tomorrow night because he'll be identified. But there's a lot of other horses that are going to be in similar boats that are going to be at really good um, value prices. Or as you mentioned, we've already talked about a couple of love childs in the race. So I'm sure plenty of our listeners have got a few also that they've inherited or adopted along the way. So it might be the sort of race that if you, if you want to take on the fave, and let's face it, if you're going to, you, you could easily back three or four horses, still miss the winner, but you don't want them to get up without you on them.
2: 100%. And the other one that would have gained a little bit of confidence is Shorty's mate from his last start. He's $71. So 81 and 71 for a couple of horses who've been racing at the absolute top level. Now, we're going to go for a break. When we return, there is uh, some very, very sad, very tragic relative breaking news, and it, um, it will affect the meeting uh, tomorrow night at Tabcourt Park, Melton. So I'll, uh, I'll announce it when we come back from a break. This is the Friday form panel on SEN Track.
1: Welcome back to the Friday Form Panel on SEN Track. Text us on 0499
2: 736 736. Hello and welcome back to the Friday Form Panel. And as I mentioned, uh, I did get a little bit of word that, um, that this could be a possibility and it's going to mark tomorrow night's meeting in... Um, in a sad way, but hopefully uh, Catch-A-Wave can perform because Steve Cleave, um, a regular now on Metrospective here on SEN Track and also on Trots Vision, has passed on the news, awful news, uh, overnight with the passing of passionate harness owner-breeder Richard Matthews. He's the owner of uh, the three-year-old Catch-A-Wave superstar, megastar in the making. He runs in the Vic Derby Heats tomorrow night. He's raced many, many, many good horses um, none better than the uh, the Square Gator who uh, had a truncated career in Let Me Through. The thoughts are with Pauline and the family. I only interviewed Richard probably going back a couple of months ago. Um, very sad news and it adds even uh, even extra meaning to tomorrow night's card, Dan.
0: Oh, it does. It's very sad indeed. I was talking with Andy Guth yesterday and he said that he was... Uh, he was uh, quite ill and, um, yeah, catch away, particularly on the cusp of uh, the Victoria Derby Series. I'm sure it's a race he would have been looking forward to for so long. Um, his half-brother, Ian Bucky and uh, Richard Owens, and as you mentioned, Let Me Through was a great trotter, a heap of horses that they've bred over the years, particularly through their trotting line, but they've had their pacing mares that, um, I don't think they've bred with the pacing mares for for a couple of years, but certainly had much success over a long period of time. And as you say, one of the great advocates of uh, of harness racing in Victoria he he's going to be very sadly missed
2: hopefully catch a wave can um can race through to the final and uh, if not the final i'm i am told reliably that catch a wave has been nominated for the Victoria Cup just in case things don't go right um, yeah, yeah. yeah
0: yeah andy said to me he he'd have no trouble running him in the uh, the Victoria Cup i did try to explain to him that if uh, catch a wave if he misses out on the um on the Victoria Derby, uh, it's probably because he might be galloping in the score up and he could be ODM in the Vic Cup, but um, that's how highly he thinks of this horse. And, and, and really, um, these three-year-olds, are just about four in real time, and um, with the the evenness of the open class paces, it, it would make sense. If this Victoria Cup was in another two weeks' time, I, I think you could well get the Derby winner and one or two others.
2: Well, it's, it's, it's hard not to make a case for particularly Captain Ravishing and Catch a Wave, uh, as being already already there and ready to roll. And we know what Akuta's doing over in New Zealand as well. So I know it sounds bizarre, but this is the new world. It's 2022. Three-year-olds are actually four sometimes. And, um, and what they're doing, uh, the, what, what, the talent that they have... So Honolulu Bay is going to be one of the favourites of the Victoria Cup, and I think Clayton Johnkin has already been on record and a couple of others suggesting they believe Captain Ravishing's already a better horse. So it's mm. wild times. Now I want you to, if necessary, I need you to talk me around here in Heat One of the Victoria Oaks, because I are sponsored by Pride's Easy Feed. I this is the strongest of the three heats by a million miles. And I can't, I can't get my tiny little cerebrum around the fact that inside is a dollar35 here I know there's a big boom I know she's wonderfully talented but with just hope Nathan Jack while he was with us for the period that he was on burning questions yesterday indicated that just hope would attempt to lead pettyte is back in great form picket fence form line star celebrity's got a stack of ability if you tell me a dollar35 is the right price and you make one of your incredibly persuasive cases here Dan <laughs> I might come around but at the moment I, ca- I can't feel it
0: no, I'm not going to... Uh, look, I, I do my own prices, as you as you know, as well. I didn't have her that short. Uh, I've come up with her as my on-top selection, but I, I guess that's how at least I'm able to identify what I think is value and what I think is unders um, compared to my own prices, because Just Hope can lead. There's no doubt about that, and it's got a better gate than Petty on this time, and, and I suspect would attempt to co- uh, hold her out. But the other part of this equation is it's 2,760 metres, and... You're not going to want to get into a war a long way from home, Um, albeit if you did, it'd only be for a short distance and then they'd probably crawl and run a fast last half, which they'd probably do anyway. So I I wouldn't necessarily say Just Hope uh, wouldn't uh, take a trail at some stage, Um, but if she led comfortably, uh, that's probably not going to change the order. But where does Encipher end up? That's that's the key. Uh, Over a long trip... Uh, what's most important is qualifying for the final next week. That's not to say winning is not important, but um, over the longer trip, when a lot of these are getting to this distance range for the very first time, it might be run generally enough to take um, on face value uh, out of it whether they can genuinely stay or not. But I think the right horses could probably get away with doing a little bit tougher here and and, uh, and making the final I did tip in Cypher, but if if she wasn't able to get across and lead, and she does get out pretty good. I mean, a lot of times that uh, she's had bad gates as well, and even in her short career, she's drawn the second line or really wide a number of times. When she draws the front line, she's quick out. So, even though Nathan says he'll lead on Just Hope, I think it's um, if he was box seeding, key would be to qualify for the final next week and, and still maybe be a chance of outsprinting one of the, the two Emma Stewart trained mares. or she's got four in the race, Phillies, I should say. Three, one, two, eight. I don't know if I've helped greatly here, but if I um, had multiple runners in the race, I'd be wanting them all to be able to qualify and have as easy a run as possible. Because the depth does fall away, I think, or oh, we'll be are we being unrealistic? There are fillies in this race that have got plenty of ability, and with with the right runs, and one of the more favourite horses having a, a tougher run over this trip, maybe they come into it. But we saw heats last year run for the first time over the longer trip at Bendigo, and the, and the better fillies all made the final, didn't
2: they? Yeah, one hundred percent. Because they'll be run a certain way. This is just an incredibly unique, rare circumstance where all the best horses have got all the best draws. I mean, later in the program, we'll see Leap to Fame and Captain Ravishing and Catchaway have all drawn poorly, but here, the four best fillies clearly have drawn one, two, three, and eight. I'm going to come back and I'm going to throw a few questions in the race back at you, Dan, but for a moment, we're going to go for a break, come back. I am tipping in cipher, but there's A couple of breeding questions here I want to talk about as well. And I reckon Just Hope's a major hope. And I reckon Star Celebrity, if he can hold up that position, but that's far from assured, is over the odds of $10. But we'll talk more about Heat 1 of the Vic Oaks when we come back in a moment.
1: Welcome back to the Friday Form Panel on SEN Track. Text us on 0499-736-736.
2: Hello and welcome back to the Friday form panel. So, I am going with uh, Incipher on top as well after all that. I'm going 3, 1, 8, and 2. I just find, I'll t- tell you one thing I find it a little bit funny, Dad. So, we've got doubts over the staying prowess of Catch a Wave and Captain Ravishing, both by Captain Treacherous, yet Incipher is also by Captain Treacherous, and even though You know, we know she's very strong over a middle trip. It it feels like there's been a decision made that she'll just handle 2,760 metres easily, and yet Just Hope, we're probably worried about um, her leading and copping pressure, and she's by better's delight. It's a funny situation, isn't
0: it? Oh, it's funny, but you say that, because I thought Just Hope was the one that had ticked the box. I I thought I'd had less... Thought that she wouldn't get twenty seven hundred. I think she's more of a a staying type, as much as she's got brilliance. Um, and she won the New South Wales Oaks as well, and that's twenty four hundred. So that's probably as far as any uh, of these horses have been in before. The exception might be a Racy Roxy and a Cover Girl ran third in a, a New Zealand Oaks. So, um, she's been exposed to the trip before, but it's got a tougher draw. But um, yeah, I look to be fair. I, I thought Just Hope um is one that I would safely think would run the trip. Yeah,
2: and uh, both of those occasions, heat and final of the Oaks, took a trail, and that's going to be the question mark. Does she do the same yeah. thing here, or does she try and lead all the way? That music tells us that we've got to have another break, unfortunately. I want to get into a bit of a rhythm. We'll try and do that when we come back from the news in this hard out. We've still got eight races to go, and plenty of big ones, including the Smoking Up Sprint. Stick with us Friday form panelessian Track.
1: You're listening to the Friday Form Panel with Jason Bonington on SEN Track.
2: Welcome back to the Friday Form Panel. A little bit of Coolio in, um, in well, memorialising him passing away at 59 only a couple of days ago. Heat 2 of the Pride's Easy Feed, Victoria Oaks. And critical question for the heart and the head. Of the great Dan Maliki, mm. with one of his very favourite daughters, uh, equine <laughs> daughters, standardbred daughters, Amore Vita. Yours for theirs, $2. Talk us through it, please,
0: Dan. Mm, I'm torn, Jase. Yeah. I'm Natalie torn. Natalie um, yeah, That's right. <laughs> um, sitting naked on the floor, um, <laughs> uh, curled up in the fetal position. Um, yeah, look – I would have expected a little more from her, her first up. Um, it leaves, like the Queensland Carnival, I thought she was below her best. I had a chat to Chris Alford about it and he said the same thing. He said since she won that Red Cliff Oak, she got revved up out of the gate and he seemed to think it flattened her and I just wonder where she's at on that first up run. Either she grossly needed that run or she's got some improving to do. Um, I actually think $2 is under the odds, jace mm. Now, there, there are multiple scenarios here, keeping in mind it's 2,760 metres. If she can hustle her way to the front, it could make a difference. Um, and maybe she got the respect from other runners in the race because it is over the longer trip where she might be able to go forward. Now, we know she's got brilliant gates, uh, brilliant gate speed, yes, but also a wonderful sit sprinter. Just don't know where she's at. If she didn't lead here, she's going to have to have a few things go her way and potentially have further improvement to come out of the race. Um, Rich Beauty, can she win? Uh, I think on what I saw at Maryborough, I'd say yes, but that was over 16.90 as well. It's a tough win, but she'll benefit from that. She has to. It was her first run this year. So while Amore Vita is seemingly not, at the top of her game right now and might have been a length to two lengths below her best during the Queensland Winter Carnival at least in the last couple of starts there and she was still runner up in a group one race so I'm being very picky is that still better form than the horse that is second up this year uh, I'm, I'm finding this race quite challenging Relentless Me is honest has got the gate speed might lead uh, early but also potentially take a sit um, I've got her on top Amore Vita but I, I wouldn't be telling anyone to back. And my tips here were 5, 10, 3 and 7. I'm a little perplexed by the race. Beach memories, tougher draw. They've all got to get the trip if they're not going to be on the pegs and or we'll get the trip strongly. And I'm, I'm not convinced all of them, they all can. I, it's a challenging race and yet it's probably not the strongest heat as you've pointed out. So one thing I feel comfortable with is that you'll set the record straight here. My tips are 5, 10, 3 and 7.
2: I'm going I'm going to try. And Get a try, out. So uh, here's some help I might be able to get One bit of help here is that I don't think a Moro can find the front, and I'll tell you why. Because if she's over racing and she's revving up, then Chris Alford's got no choice but to restrain her at the start. Once he does that, Relentless Me looks a near-certain leader for mine. Relentless Me has never won a competitive contest anywhere but the front. Every single win has come when she's been in front. I don't think Jack Law will be handing up to anything once he finds the front, and I don't think the pressure's going to be brought to bear. So 2,760 metres, 2,240, doesn't matter. If the first 500, 600 metres, there's not much going on, then there's no reason to hand up after that. And, relentless me, that record that I've just spoken about. Now, what I'm relying on, and this is my best run. I've got a huge opinion of her. I have all the way through. I spoke about it right from her first up run, when second behind Petty on to at the start of this campaign. I think Beach Memories is very good. David Moran uh, back in the bike, back training. I've got a funny feeling what David Moran will look to do here. She's very quick off the gate. I think she'll, she'll rev up off the gate, be outside Relentless Me within 50 metres. Amore Vita can't sit back the entire race. But once she's settled, Chris Alfred then, I think, has to go around and park outside Relentless Me in transit. That scenario, I know a few things would have to go right, leaves Beach Memories in a one-by-one stalking role with Relentless Me, who's going to cop some pressure from Amore Vita at some point. Amore Vita who might get revved up even if they make a mid-race move, and Beach Memories sitting pretty in behind both of them. Now, Rich Beauty, um, I think she's good, but I think winning from way back there is going to be extremely tough. And that was a 50-54 to race. I know it was wet conditions, but the mile rate was only 154.7. I think she's overrated by the market. I think Joe and Joe's extraordinarily overrated by the market based on the trial that I saw. So I'm not not, uh, factoring in Joe and Joe at all, and I'm putting Rich Beauty outside of the top three here. I'm with Beach Memories. I think it's the best Ruffy on the card at $10. Over a More Vita, Relentless Me in for third, and Rich Beauty in for fourth. Did I help at all, or did I only confuse the matter further there, Dan? Yeah, I've I've, just confused.
0: When you're taking... Oh, no, not at all. When you're taking on a horse, it's a bit like me in the first race with Beyond Delight. I I, want to take it on to a degree, but... Um, it's almost a a large group versus the favourite scenario because honing in on the one you think is going to be the one um, is hard. But you've been able to do that here and at least give something at a bit of odds that you can back each way and make sense. So um, I think you have helped uh, the situation. Um, More Vida wins if she was close to her best. I don't think there would be any disagreement here. You make a... Perfect scenario. That's why you're the expert tipster, and I'm just a race caller. (laughs) That's
2: uh, uh, facetious, Uh, right? The third. It's almost like we're going in descending order here. We'll get one more of the third of the heats of the Victoria Oaks out here, and the best heat is heat one. The second best is heat two. This is probably almost certainly the weakest. But then, do we know that? Because we've got an untapped runner, sister, younger sister, half sister of Act Now, called Talk Time. Um, who we don't know how good talk time is. Soho, is story must overcome the inside second-line draw. But her best win out of the seven since joining Emma Stewart was off the speed in the Queensland Oaks, of course, beating Amore Vita. Beach Life, I think, will be improved by one run back from a break. Sergio's rocket could make the race for everybody because she's got a very bad habit of pulling and can go forward at the start. There's one here at Massive Odds. And on Giddy Up with Gareth Hall, I reckon Anthony Butt spoke about Elegant. elegance record when she leads is very, very good, and she's got a chance of finding the front. And when we talk about horses that have proven they can run over a trip, Miss Chantilly, or Miss uh ran fourth and fifth and was charging home at the back end of the heat and find of the New South Wales Oaks. I've set the platform. <laughs> Go running with it now, please, Dan.
0: <laughs> Um, Look, Soho Historia, uh, look, she was able to win, she was able to lead and dictate. It really wasn't much of a test first up, so she can improve again with a run, but you always expect with the Emma Stewart camp, they're hard fit when they come into campaigns like this or a big race series. She's a Group 1 winner, uh, probably one of the most improved, certainly one of the most improved fillies uh, around in Australia for this year. And she's building up a uh, picket fence. So... I'd say she's the horse that we expect will probably win, should be a clear favourite, it will be. Uh, and then it's a matter of uh, trying to find other horses with chances. Now, Miss Shanti, I, I agree with you. She only won three of 21, but her form lines have been pretty good um, and she gets that good gait. So I think she's a strong chance to run top three, uh, get the right run. Uh, even if she's three back the inside, she's going to get the right run and she can finish off her races really well. Elegance, a good chance of leading, I agree with you there. Uh, in a race where Soho, her story, I do expect that she would probably come off the pegs at some stage when the good drivers, you know, there's a handful of drivers, they want to get off the pegs, they're off the pegs really early. It's 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 never dicing with luck. They take that out of the equation. So I expect that she could be off the pegs, whether she's in the second half of the field or makes a mid-race move, uh, depending on the pace of the race. Um... Talk time, uh, definitely. And Beach life was pretty good, but she did pull pretty hard. They did go slow, and I, and I suppose that longer trip is perhaps a bit of a question mark. She's also got gate speed. So I wonder whether or not she would be up on the scene to tackle Elegant in the early part to try and lead. But she's got to be able to settle based on last start to get the trip. Soho Historia for me, um, the challenge is inside the back row, probably why you're going to get a little bit of value compared to what she would have been drawn the front line. Yeah, I um, I, I think 8-6 with a question mark. One might be the right place bet in the race, Miss Shanti. T. Eight, six, one and and nine talk timer. A filling on the up. She's been winning those races recently. If you turn the sand down you didn't know which horse it was and someone said to you it was one of the better fillies that Emma Stewart yeah. has, you'd have no reason to disagree that it wasn't based on not knowing which filly it was because she has absolutely toyed with her rivals in in much weaker a grade. But she's running decent times, respectable times uh, and and winning like she's a group horse. So I it's a tough test for her, but the way she is... Uh, Heading or the direction that she is heading, it wouldn't shock me to see her run a big race. So eight, six, one, and nine. Well, he, um,
2: her older brother, Act Now, he'd had a lot more experience in talk time, Dan. But it was this very, this very time, twelve months ago, where he came of age, wasn't it? I mean, really, Act Now was. Uh, uh, we thought he was a nice horse, but it was during the Derby series that he really stood up and said, "No, I'm, I'm, I'm actually, I'm nicer than a nice horse." And you're right, talk time. We just don't know. The only thing I would say, and not that they're a huge punting stable, they're not, but if you see talk time come in from $6.50 to $4 something, then I think we're really on here. We're really, really really on potentially. But um, I'm with you. So I'm Soho Historia on top. I think we've we've really aligned here and synchronised with Miss Shanti because – I uh, I marked it in the form comment as my bet in the race one by five, but I think place only is good enough. You might get $3 by the time they go. Has that experience over the longer trip, pole marking, draw. I've got in for third uh, Beach Life and for fourth Elegant. So you can really work within your exotics, I would say all the way down to Elegant. that's eight, maybe to beat six, nine, seven, one and five. I think that they're a whole world above you, you know, Aussie Joys, Magic Moments and Kakoras. And you might get some value for second and third, but I'm thinking Soho Astoria, yes, we do think she's the one to beat, but Miss Sean T might be the better bet in the race, and that's, uh, that's in concurrence with the legendary Dan Malecki. Time for a break with Through the Oak Seats. Time to get stuck into the derby when we return on the Friday form panel here on SCN Track.
1: Welcome back. To the Friday form panel on SEN Track. Text us on 736 736.
2: Welcome back to the Friday form panel. This is night one of the Victoria. Well, it's not. This isn't. This is a radio show where we try and find winners. But tomorrow night is not one of the Victoria Cup Carnival and some wonderful races. We're through the three Vic Oaks seats. Now we move on to the Derby down by the seaside. Wouldn't mind going there right now. I might do that after the show. Victoria Derby Heat One. And um, I know you've been a big advocate for interest-free this preparation, Dan. But I, I must admit, again, we spoke about intuition and the idea that catch a wave. Will he do something wrong? Is he uh, is he a genuine stayer? I'm still quite mesmerised and staggered that he's two dollars forty. Personally,
0: you think he should be shorter.
2: I w- well, I would have just expected on that on the boom and the reputation. I mean, he he's, he's faced interest-free three times. For three wins, um, you know he's beaten all these before. If the race was over twenty two hundred and forty meters, I, I, I would have thought he'd be a dollar a sixty or something like that. So I, I, I'm shocked that he's two dollars forty. I can hear in the tone of your voice, you're slightly less shocked.
0: <laughs> well, look, I, I still think it's a challenge. I mean, it's a good field. The thing is, this is a very good lineup. Uh, there, there's depth there, uh, plenty of depth there. A lot of horses that I've got time for and I'm sure I'm not alone um and the barrier draw is uh, an advantage I think for interest-free and for he's a son of a gun he's the son of a gun I would expect would be happy to take the trail and interest-free lead um in both horses have finished in front of a wave before now the a wave one had a good excuse for the night they got the better of him but he's a son of a gun uh the positives are excellent barrier draw group one winner um the, the negatives are that he had a hard enough run last week or will that be balanced out by getting a really good run from a, a, an excellent draw again, uh, second up, possibly. Interest-free is hard fit. I thought he was terrific behind Captain Treacherous, uh, behind Captain Ravishing last week and he'll probably work his way to the front and, and he'll give a side. He's a, he's a good horse. He's a tough horse, much improved, but he can make the most of that barrier draw. I'm not sure there's anything else there that can really challenge him off the front line in that early part of the race anyway, and I think it would be worth fighting for. Catchaway, we know he's he's very good. Not sure we've seen even the best of him. He, he keeps threatening uh, to, to, to to leave us thinking that he's got more to give, uh, and he might be better chasing and let down and, and, and do something pretty special, um, but we also... Possibly could have our hearts and our mouths to see how he scores up, the way he turns around. I think the clerk of the course being able to help the horses um, uh, before they score up is of benefit to him. He could make his own luck. He might have to go around and sit parked because of interest-free leads. Would he get run along at a really frantic clip um, to run out a strong 2700 and bring out, bring undone a horse like Catch-a-Wave? Or would he sit up and sprint? If that was the case, Catch-a-Wave goes around them early. And if that was the case, Can't Find a Better Man probably drives through um, to try and get a spot uh, at the expense of Catch a Wave. I, I thought Can't Find a Better Man, He he's a terrific horse. I've been sold by him. Uh, I, I think he's got an excellent each way chance. He's, he's um, a bit of value in the race. And even though at $5 at the moment, I reckon he'll probably get out because there might be more support for horses like Interest Free and he's a son of a gun. They're, they're the main four, but Major Perry's come back in good form. Um, there's a lot of horses here that are, probably can't win the race, but we've got a lot of time for. How do we rate, uh, rate Harania, the way it's going? It just keeps winning and winning with authority. but. It's uh, it's obviously a massive step up in class. I, I'm Tipping, can't find a better man, number nine. Um, So I've I just been won over with the progression that he's made. The, the second in the Queensland derby to, to leap to fame I thought was excellent. Now, he had a a pretty good run, but then he came off the pegs, came around them. He gets leap to fame in another couple of strides, I think, and, and it just proved to me he's right up there with the very best. So at a bit of value, the nine from 12 catch a wave, four interest free, and I think two, he's the son of a gun, is, is going to get the right run. Um, and you would be expecting those four horses to progress through to the final.
2: Yeah, it's a w- it really is a wonderful race, isn't it? I mean, you, you talk about Major Perry, a son of Katie Perry, who was a uh, Breeders' Crown winner. Harania's flying picket fence form line. Uh, we thought Kafaji was pretty good. There's one down there I'm going to talk about in a moment that is $18 a place that I reckon you could nearly ever go at. And if not here, if it was able to make the final, it's proven. I'll say it now. Brutally Handsome has been there and done that. Um, Oregon, he placed in one of the big Futurity series that the Vic Breeder might have been uh, last year. He has a terrible draw here, but I wonder whether there won't be a little bit – there won't be a few a few wild, woolly, um, uh, unexpected moves here because the scenario you've outlined there, Oregon is pretty close to right. So he's a son of a gun. We'll be looking to hand up. He's the son of a gun, by the way. I think he's overs at $6. I, I've got him as the second pick in the race. He's a Group 1 winner. He's winning that Caduceus Classic. I know that was over a mile, but it was staggering. Matty Craven continues to sort of half-talk the horse down as a, a lovely professional customer, but he's won at Group 1 level. He's, um, he's a really, really good horse.
0: Okay. Oh, look, there's yeah. no doubt about that, yeah. And Brutally Handsome ran second to catch away from the Breeders' Crown final last year.
2: And there's $18 a place. Oh, I know a lot of things would have to go right, Dan, but $18 a place. I'm not saying have 200 on it. Have 5 Have 5 or $10 on that to, to run a place. You've got Greg Sugars in the card. You spoke the other night about the fact that the Tyndale camp are, are arguably yeah. the most informed trainers go out, going around in Victoria. Brutally Handsome is, I think, will, will stay. Um, will be strong, has other second row runners back there with it, like Catch a Wave and Can't Find a Better Man, that it might get a track in off. We don't know the strength of some of those front row runners. I, I think I've made a reasonable case that it, that, a, that a couple of shekels on Brutally Handsome a
0: place before I get to my top tips mm. is potentially worthwhile. Yeah, well, he's run top three, 10 of his 11 starts, so he Please. knows how to weigh in. Um, I am with Catch a Wave. Look...
2: I just think the, the out of sight out of mind I uh, I think a little bit the last couple of weeks while we've been seduced so Catch a Wave left and then Captain Ravishing turned up and seduced us all so we're we're absolutely yeah. in love now we've only got eyes for Captain Ravishing but Catch a Wave when you see when you've seen Catch a Wave at his best he is also devastatingly monstrous and I like in the scenario that I see he will take off at some point and I think if he wants to he'll just brain them and I think that would be uh, a wonderful thing for the Matthews family at the moment with what they're going through. So I'm hoping that is what happens. He's the son of a gun. I think has been the underrated horse in the race. I've got it in for second. Interest-free in for third. And can't find a better man. I'll give you a scenario here, Dan, before we get on to the, uh, the next Derby Heed. Can't find a better man. I-, I wouldn't be surprised with Luke McCarthy thinking catch a wave is likely to do nothing at the start. He's going to rip around. Uh, it wouldn't even totally shock me if can't find a better man. Uh, Lukey Mack got really aggressive and had a dip for the front within the first 500 metres.
0: Yeah, it'd be interesting. At 2,700, I'm not so sure of, but I I think he could, if he can be in front of catch a wave, he might try to drive him um, to to get a trail at some point because I think catch a wave depending on the tempo if they're running along at a good speed well they probably have to go at some point but if they if they just steady up momentarily um, they both could be off um, can't find a better man catch a wave the one thing about catch a wave he's got brilliant gate speed so whether or not a Kate could even hold him because he might want to run if he sees a bit of clear air on the back of um, I think it's Harania he follows through now and Harania gets out pretty good. Um whether or not you know Kate would be wanting to go five wide and then press on that wouldn't shock me either. Um, but I think for catch a wave's best chance you'd probably want to see that later rather than sooner. Because you'd want to see him settle to get the twenty-seven sixty, but I'm sure that Luke would would be thinking um, of uh, trying to get in front of Catch a Wave and potentially uh, getting that one-one cover at some stage in the run. And if he did, I th- that's why I thought he'd be a really good each way home.
2: And critically for the next Derby, uh, we'll go to the news in a moment, but we'll get a sitter uh, through. Can't find a better man. A great Pearl Jam song, by the way, yeah. um, <laughs> on uh, on Leap to Fame um, because. I, I, but we won't get stuck into the race right now, uh, Dan, but I'll just ask you the question. So Le- this is quite staggering when you think about it. This is the impression that Captain Ravishing has made, that Captain Ravishing's $1.50. Leap to fame is the dual derby winner in the series. He's already been there and done that in New South Wales and Queensland. And maybe I am being a parochial Victorian here. I don't think that I am, but I've just got very minor doubts on the absolute strength and validity of... The fields that Leap to Fame has, I think this is just an infinitely stronger series than those staged in the two northern eastern seaboard states. It sounds harsh and almost ridiculous potentially, but that's how I feel. Do you trust that Leap to Fame, that that form's definitely, definitely going to stand up here?
0: Oh, it'll stand up whether it's running first or running fourth. But yes, um, the, every Derby gets stronger because there's usually more three-year-olds around. There's more exposed form horses are more mature, so it's going to be a stronger series. Um, but he's up to it. He, he was placed behind that really good uh, mare. Um, what's her name? Won um, all those races. Can never oh, be beaten. Th- I think um,
2: it's called Chris. De-
0: Yeah, Christopher Bergson, that's right. The ladies in red. So, look, the form line's excellent, and uh, he is the right horse to challenge Captain Ravishing.
2: All right, we'll talk about it in a moment. Time for the news. We'll come back, and then we'll discuss the second heat of the Down by the Seaside Victoria Derby series, and this is very exciting. They're drawn poorly. Who will win Captain Ravishing all leap to fame? I've got a funny feeling both Dan Malecki and I are going to be in concurrence with this one, number 12. Back in a moment.
1: Welcome back to the Friday form panel on SEN track. Text us on
2: 0499-736-736. Yeah, this my favorite band of all time. Pearl Jam, and uh, I think it'll go I think that band will go up in Dan lucky's estimation if can't find better man can uh you might be playing it over <laughs> the loudspeakers. Uh, it's <laughs> my
0: favourite band too, and the, one of the shows I've got on another radio station. The opening music to it is um, is the opening riff from from Better Man. So um, I love my Pearl Jam, my friend.
2: Uh, what is your uh, what is your favourite Pearl Jam? Oh, this is a question without notice. This is your favourite Pearl Jam song of all time?
0: Oh look, Better Man. Hence that. But there's Alive, and there's Black, and there's Last Kiss, and Jeremy, uh. and. Do I go on? I mean, is there a bad one? Even flow. I knew
2: I loved you, Dan. I like. I just knew it, and I. But I didn't. I actually didn't know that that, that you love Pearl Jam that much. It brings us even closer. Yes, Black yeah. is my favourite. But geez, you've named some absolute belters there. Porch, uh, rearview mirror. Oh, please. Um, yeah. Yellow better Oh, it just incredible. By the way, some news coming through for. Well, Jordan Dagoe, we know is signing a five-year contract with Collingwood, but a five-year contract also for Essendon and Track's own Tom Papley at the uh, Sydney Footy Club. And hopefully the psychological scars from um, from the grand final, they can overcome them. Tom Papley seems like the kind of bloke that would sleep pretty easy and come back and have another crack. Right. Captain Ravishing a $1.50. It's, it's quite amazing that he's so short against Leap to Fame, Dan, but it's sort of not in a weird way because he has produced – two phenomenal displays and you were very keen to outline and I think rightly so as great as that almost it was almost like a magic trick the 25 second quarter wasn't it? But yeah. then to go and do what he did last start in the Reg Withers was proving okay I don't just do magic I, I am magical.
0: Yeah. I, look you couldn't have put it any better jace uh, In fact I wish I could have uh... Put that into my repertoire last week because he, he ticked the boxes of being a proper racehorse last week. Uh, he, he was used up a bit. He was wide. He, he earned the, the, the front uh, to get to the lead. And then he, he quickened appreciably and then toyed with a really good bunch of horses. It was the run you'd like to see hitting into a Derby series as well. Um, not just that freakishly quick uh, last half first up. He had to have a proper run and he did last week. He, he broke the track record by one and a half seconds. Yeah. I mean, who does that? nowadays in, in horse racing. One and a half seconds, he took off uh, the the previous track record. Um, he ran a faster last half, slightly uh, shorter distance than rock and roll do. But yet the way he went last week, I, I, I could see him winning the Victoria Cup this year. I mean, that's a ridiculous statement from, from me. I should be biting my tongue. I mean, it's just ridiculous. But that's where we're at with him. That's the impression that he's set for us. But we also want to see him Continue on um, is what we 've seen first up and then second up. Will we see more of it? Is there more to come i mean it 's both exciting and scary at the same time, and this will be a real test two thousand seven hundred and against good horses, there is depth here, uh, particularly with leap to fame, uh, tried and tested and, and true to his group one form, twice a derby winner um, again we 'll learn more about captain ravishing uh, potentially. I can't tip against him on what I saw last week. Um, if Ride High was in the race, I'm not sure Ride High would have beaten him. I mean, it's just ridiculous to have these sorts of thoughts. Um, I know at Kilmore, the race calling box is up quite high and into the cloud, so I don't know if I was um, without enough oxygen or, or whatever, but what I saw, my eyes do not lie, my tongue might. But my eyes don't. <laughs> and, um, yeah, he's uh, Captain Ravishing for me. 12 from 11 leap to fame. Four simply Sam can run another place. And, and even bet on the Tiger was terrific in the same race and from a good draw should get to the pegs. And he might be one at a bit of odds that could run, uh, run a place where if, if he wanted to have a place bet at, at potentially a little bit of value, he could do that. But um, I, if something can beat uh, Captain Ravishing, whether it be leap to fame or something else, I just want to see it.
2: Uh, I know, you, uh, I know you're at pains, and I can understand why to, to talk about the fact that it, you know the idea that Captain Ravishing could win a Victoria Cup sounds ridiculous, but it just isn't, is it? I mean, it really isn't. He is what we saw, what we saw last week, and you spoke about in horse racing. I, I kind of thought about it even on a broader scale, uh, Dan. When you think of any measurable sport of speed, you don't break you break records by a tenth of a second. Maybe mm. two, two. If you if you if you break a record by three tenths of a second, you've done something extraordinary. What what happened at Kilmore was something quite and the I think the most staggering part of the whole situation, the most phenomenal. I reckon he could have gone quite a bit quicker.
0: Yeah, yeah, no doubt.
2: And he, like he's he, he, like he's a very very special animal. The one asterisk against him at the moment is winning. Winning a, a really big race. That's yeah. that's all we need to see because you're talking about a Colin and a Heather Holloway Classic, very good race. Reg Withers Classic, very good race. Now we just we now we just need to see now we just need to see. A Rod's got the glasses on, just looks ridiculous out there. Now we just need to see him uh, do it. But I think everyone expects if it's not this Derby Series, and it very well might be. Then it's right around the corner. Yes, leap to fame for second for all the uh, reasons you've outlined. And by the way, I'm not knocking leap to fame in any way, shape or form. I do think that form will quote unquote stand up. It's just whether it stands up to the point where he can beat the captain ravishings and, and catch the waves. We'll learn more about that tomorrow night. And I'm with you. In fact, I'm going to have two place bets. If you if you sort of can see there's only one podium position left, or I can bet on the Tiger or just a little sip. You can back him at maybe uh, maybe you'll get 4 or $5 about both of them and try and get a little collect out of the race that way. Or you play your exotics. But um, bet on the Tiger, I think it's going to be in the right spot. And just a little sip, I just think, is a very, very, very nice horse. And it's a funny situation, isn't it? Then it's so much better um, to be drawn. You know, you think of being drawn outside the second row. But if you're drawn back with those class runners, it can make life a hell of a lot easier depending on what their tactics are.
0: Yeah, no doubt about that. And particularly if they break open the field with a lap to go, which is a possibility as well. There's enough good horses there to run really good time. Um, They have met before Leap to Fame and Captain Ravishing um, in another life. Yes. Do you know what the result was and where they finished?
2: Uh, I think Leap to Fame won. Captain Ravishing might have even run last.
0: Yeah, in the New South Wales Derby, yeah. things have changed since then. Talking to the Tabor boys, they didn't have once Private Eye broke down. Um, they didn't have another horse that they could really work with, Captain Ravishing, and they made the decision to send it to Emma, so he could actually work with horses of either of similar ability at the time. And and now I think even Emma's uh, and Clayton are running out of horses to work with him. He, he's just. Uh, turn out to be that good but I know they had that huge rap on him early on he broke a class record as a two year old at, at uh, Melton or earlier on this year so he um they've always thought the most of him but uh, he's something well, he looks like he's going to be something pretty special
2: yeah, he could be something right like completely uh, once in a generationals but Again, we want to see it start over the next couple of weeks and to win a really big race, and then we can get even more excited than we already are. If that's possible, we'll take a break, come back, and talk about the final lead-up race to the Group 1 Grand Circuit Victoria Cup on Saturday week. It's a Tab Smoking Up Sprint. It was a very famous – I think it was the Smoking Up where um, Ride High – we were just talking about Ride High, where he he didn't finish the race off, I think, and Rishi was able to win that event. Hopefully, for the punters, we don't get another 70-to-1 winner – We'll talk about who we think is going to win the race and, spoiler alert, I'll be going with better eclipse, but we'll talk about it straight after the break on the Friday Form Panel right here on SEN Track.
1: Welcome back to the Friday Form Panel on SEN Track. Text us on 0499 736 736.
2: Hello and welcome back listeners, Harness Racing lovers and racing lovers in general. In fact, anybody who's listening right now to the Friday form panel, we're going to find your winner in the smoking up sprint. No, I can't guarantee that, Dan. (laughs) I can't can't be going and telling people we're going to find them the winner in this race because there's every chance we can talk about it for 20 minutes and we won't find the winner.
0: Oh, you know, when you look at a card, you do your form, you start one by one uh, picking out the races that are nearly the, 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 the less challenging to tip at, and then you're left with one. And, and I don't always go race one to 10, I'll often go backwards. So I'll start off race 10, race nine, race eight, and then I got to race seven, I thought, I'll leave it to later. So I went to race one, then race two, Uh, coming at another look I thought no I'll leave it later race 3, race 4 and dead set the last race I could try to do tips on and I kid you not I swear on everyone that's important to me. I just filled out my last few spots now and I'm still not sure. This is a really challenging, um, perplexing race. I'm not sure if I've got it anywhere near close. It's such an even field and such a tough race that I reckon you should go first. Well, I'll
2: tell you what, what you've done there, by the way, I often talk about is, uh, because I do it myself sometimes, eating the, the beautiful... Uh, I feel at stake and then leaving the Brussels sprouts or the cabbage for last. And it leaves a bitter taste in the mouth sometimes. But it's such a great race. Let's talk about the map, first of all. Now, Torrid St, I think he's entitled to use the pole mark and draw. We know he's got really good speed. Uh, Better Eclipse is not known as a gate speed horse, but good horses can all hold their own. Copy that. Do so they go forward again after the uh, after the debacle that happened first up on Australian soil? now we know, has got really good gate speed. I personally don't think it's got any hope of getting across. I don't I don't see why Torrid Saint would hand up to now first up from a break, personally. Better be the bomb probably goes back. And even though Max Schaardt's a very quick beginner, I think it goes back as well. So are we in some sort of agreement that, well, Torrid Saint holds the key to what happens early, doesn't he? And I, I, I've got a funny feeling you might, Keep the front. He did run 150 7 over the short, only a few starts mm. back.
0: That's right, and he beat a Loch and who who really went quite quite uh, well at the time. And uh, the short trip, he's more likely to do that. Uh, I, I look the one. I wasn't sure of was Act Now. I, I didn't necessarily like his chances, but he's got the gate speed, particularly drawn out wide. Um, Torrid Saint from one's got gate speed, but true in the middle of the lineup, three or four that night to come across and lead. So Act Now might get the fly if they want to press the button in the early part, but Torrid Saint will fight for it. He's hard and fit. That's what he's got on his side. He, he can get a bit of a run at the gate. He'll be dug up to try and lead and then sustain that 151 time. And so if something's good enough to beat him running that time, good luck to them. But better eclipses first up. I'm sure he'll be forward enough. Uh, act now uh, and triple eight uh, are all first up. Bondi lockdown with a question mark after last time. These horses are all, they have to improve a little bit on that run. So uh, I think Torrid Saint can be, uh, they can afford to use him up uh, and and utilise barrier number one I, I've put him on top but look I, I'm not ruling out any better be the bomb I wouldn't mind having something on at 40 to 1 just not sure where he ends up and if they go frantic Bulletproof Boy's going as well now as he is ever have he's yep. just not been able to get a barrier draw and if they condense off the back 400 and the slowest quarter is potentially the last um he could make up a few lengths and blouse them again because I think he won it last year didn't he
2: he, I think he did, and he's – he's yeah, I couldn't agree with him more. Bulletproof boy is absolutely flying, and you know what is going to be the tragedy if a horse-like bulletproof boy, because of all these shocking draws, doesn't get a run in the Victoria Cup next week, and I think it's a very likely situation where he won't, and it, you just feel like, I don't know, it would be a better race if he was there, to be honest. I think he's going as well as well, – I don't think there's a lot between him and Torrid Saint, put it that way, but yeah. Torrid Saint keeps drawing extremely well and, and yeah. Bulletproof Boy at the back, so you can't he do That's it without yeah. Um Now, we just spoke about the three-year-olds and the fact that they could win, at least one or two of them could potentially win a Victoria Cup. Well, I am leaning towards a four-year-old tier. I know you've driven it into my uh, into my brain. It's in my pride. lobe about horses first up from a break. But Better Eclipse just seems to have gone to another level. I love the trial where he was able to nose out, um, catch a wave, and he looked to be cruising doing it. He's built up so much stamina and strength. He sat parked to win the Sunshine Sprint. Um, I've got him on top. The other runner that we must discuss is Bondi Lockdown because I don't think – even though he was first up from a break, I can't make a case that that was anywhere near good enough for the horse that I know – yet I'm willing to give him another chance because of how good he can be. Where do you think he's at?
0: Yeah, I, look, I thought he was disappointing. I thought he was playing in that first up run during the winter at Cranbourne as well. He, We need to see, I need to see him perform better and show a zest for wanting to race. So I was disappointed last time. He's had a gap between runs, but I, I, I haven't got him in the mix here. Naturally, he could improve, they all could they're all good enough too, but um, look my numbers for the record one, four, two, and nine. Ask me in five minutes and might have a different four.
2: two, ten, one, and eight for me, and that is an indication. That the fact that those numbers are so different is an indication of how tough the race is. Let's move on now to uh, a very nice race, the eighth event of the program, the final leg of the qua. It's not that far off being as good as um, the feature trot on the card. Loxley love is your favorite chinese whisper don't care powder keg all in single figures what did you make of this
0: one Dan I thought three primary chances don't care loxley love a Chinese whisper yep, great. Um, and, and I found it hard to separate so 5 7 11 and then I found it actually more difficult trying to find what will run fourth I thought well if they run top three you want something get value hatchback would represent that at about 25 to 1 but I I like Don't Care. I like Loxley Lover, and I think Chinese Whisper's better suited drawing the front line, um, and he could probably do more things wrong, so the other two are more reliable. So 5, 7, 11, 9.
2: 7, 11, 5, and 10 for me. I just think uh, Loxley Lover, you know, I've got a thing for Chinese Whisper, and he was great first half from a break, but I think Loxley Lover could be Half a freak. He was He was good without being quite spectacular first up from a break, but that was behind Just Believe, who we know, well, he's right at the top of the tree at the moment, it would seem. So I'm with it, Loxley Lover. And we'll get through one more race to Chris our Trotters Cup before we go to our final break, come back with the final event and our best bets. Now, we spoke about intuition. Well, Queen Elida is now starting to be backed. I am absolutely declaring this thing I just I really? I, think, yeah, I I, think, just think she's in a different world to be honest and I can't believe Nephew of Sunoco is so short because I'm I'm very confident I don't think Queen Elida will get involved earlier I think Vacation yeah. Hill will head them off Queen Elida gets to sit wherever it wants to I think in this field and blow them away because it's going to be in front of I don't know where exactly where Ultimate Stride's at or Mufasa Metro they're both drawn worse and I think Queen Elida's better anyway she's my best on the card
0: Yep. Uh, look, I've tipped her to win. Reservation, because she's first up. But Vacation Hill, yeah, sometimes she just doesn't find the line. So Nephew of Sunoco sitting behind her, I'm not even sure that's the right place to be. Having said that, Vacation Hill at $14 looks a bit of overs. Yep. I- I've tipped Queen Alida from Mufasa Metro, Vacation Hill, Nephew of Sunoco, two, six, three and one. Not as confident as you are, but had um, little trouble uh, picking her to win.
2: I'm going 2-3, 6-1, and and I think you're dead right about Vacation Hill. So I think Vacation Hill will lead and be in front for a very long way. So even if you wanted to have Queen Elida to beat um, Vacation Hill as, an, as a rover for second and third, I don't think it's a bad idea. I don't think Nephew of Sunoco's are behind the leader horse either is, is part of the equation. I don't think he's the kind of pick-up and sprint horse. We'd better go for a break because time's running out. It's against us because we, uh, we love to have a chat of Chinwag. Dan Malekki and, and I on the Friday form panel. Back in a moment, one more race, best bets.
1: Welcome back to the Friday Form Panel on SEN Track. Text us on 0499 736 736.
2: Just a couple of minutes to go in the Friday Form Panel, and if we haven't wet your appetite for tomorrow night, well, I don't, I don't know what more we can do, to be quite honest. Um, final event on the card. Things don't get a lot easier here. I've got Doug's babe on top, Dan, but I'm looking – if we're looking for value here, and I wonder whether you might be agreeing with me – a horse who's had no luck recently, way down there at $19 is a major Mal. I would think, is the biggest overs in the race. But who do you like in the last?
0: Yeah, another tough race. Uh, typical of the night, isn't it? Uh, look, I found Aussie Playboy with Jack Law yeah. uh, back in the sulky. Uh, the horse is going really well. It's, it's double figure odds. So um, I, I thought it's a horse I'd, I'd be keen to be on. Rick Riley might get the right run. If what did you say? Leads at box seats. Um, Lombo Heaven going really well. Doug's Babe challenge from the draw, but a winning chance. Five, eight, nine, eleven. But there's a few other chances as well, like Major Melon. Even Daylight at Dawn's going really
2: well. Oh, and I I tell you what, it's funny. You 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 talk about winning uh, giving you confidence, but I reckon even Doug's Babe, just following Treachery, home almost would have given it, it. It was just able to just sprint hard and fast and wasn't far away from a good horse, and they gapped the rest. I I just feel like she might have turned the corner, but $3.20 is not a lot of meat on that bone. Who's your best on the program, and where are we going to find a little bit of value from from the great Dan Malecki? Where is he going to drive us into for tomorrow night's coverage?
0: Tough finding a best. I think Soho, her story of all the shorties might be the better value and might even get out to a better price. So race four, number eight, uh, better value. Race five, number nine, can't find a better man. And uh, the value runner, my long shot race 10, number five, Aussie Playboy.
2: All right, I'm going to go with my best value slash Ruffy being Beach Memories. I think it can defeat a more It needs a couple of things to go right, but I think $10 is overs. And my absolute best on the card, I've mentioned it already Queen Elida. I think she's in a different world. $2.10 now. You could get $2.40 or $50. I think you could actually get $2.80 earlier in the week. And wow. I'm nearly certain. You will not be getting any better than about $1.70 by the time they go around tomorrow night. It's going to be very fun. Looking forward to the Trots Vision coverage, uh, Dan, and it'll get us all excited for next week as well, mate. Thanks for joining us.
0: My pleasure. Smoking Up Parade's on track tomorrow night. He'll be in stall 61 if you want to take a photo opportunity. I know I will.
2: Absolute legend of the game, Smoking Up. and It is a tab Smoking Up sprint night. And once again, our commiserations and condolences to the Matthews family on the loss of Richard and hopefully... We have our fingers and toes crossed that Catch a Wave can win tomorrow night for the Matthews family and then go on and win the derby next weekend. Au revoir.